All right, shalom, friends. All right, we're going to get started. Excuse me, and we do say happy Father's Day to everybody um, as we start, as we come in. It's a Father's Day, so it's going to be a Father's Day message that we want to talk about. <clears throat> now, I'm going to say without wasting too much time, because we try to do the message in one hour, where people have their, we have their attention span. Uh, during that particular time, so we want to go into uh, we're going to go into <clears throat> I'm going to read Genesis one. We're going to start with the first book. I mean, those who follow what I teach know that I always go back to the beginning. You know, the beginning Genesis being the beginning chapter, the seed chapter, and for believers who are enlightened. You know, you take your doctrines from Genesis. You see the, the, the origins of different things, right? Of uh, where the teaching is coming from, what you believe in, and how it's coming. And then it says, believe, say the, dev, the, the prophet said, the devil has two Bible, two, two Bible chapters. And that's Genesis and Revelation. But Genesis shows the genes. And Revelation shows the harvest. Is that right? So that's what we have and. I've always gone back to this. This is just how God talks to me and how he reveals himself to me. The, 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 if you have any problems with the roofing or anything that you have, but, or the house or the house is shaky, you want to look at the foundation to understand, right? So if a house has a cracked foundation, that house cannot stand. I think Jesus said a parable about that. But we want to, without wasting too much, going into too much time, because we don't have, we never have enough time for this. Because there's always so much to share in so little time, right? Because the human nature is to concentrate within a certain span. And we can only record this as well for just the one, the application I use, I can only record an hour. But sometimes you really need more than that. <clears throat> so I'm going to start with verse, 20, verse 26, which is a verse that's, uh, that confuses a lot of people. And a lot of people still learning and still coming Trying to come to a full understanding of it. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. I'm going to stop here so we can pray. Father, may you bless the reading of your word. May you bless all the fathers, Lord, that are here. Lord, all the fathers that are in this world on this day. And every father has a different challenge. Every father has a different test. Every father has a different opportunity. Dear Father, but in all that, Heavenly Father, is to manifest your glory. Because fathers here are a type of the one true only potent Father, that's in heaven. That's you, Lord Jesus. Every one of us typing that, Heavenly Father. So, dear God, we come before you today that this may be a blessed Father's Day, but it's a blessing to be a father. For children are a heritage from the Lord. And dear Father God, and we know it's the fruit of the womb, Heavenly Father. And there's no fatherhood without motherhood. And Heavenly Father, we need that, oh God. We know that you are the only one, Heavenly Father, who could come in. Where he could have a son without a mother, which was Adam, Heavenly Father. Oh God, or he could have a, a mother, where he could have a son without a father, that was natural, which was Jesus Christ. 
Christ. Lord God, showing all those different facets of how magnificent our God is. How much the Heavenly Father, Lord, how much you can multitask. How much you can go into different offices. How much you can go into different realms. How much you can be manifested in different ways. In so many different things. Dear Father God, so we come before you today. May you bring in understanding. Heavenly Father, and reveal your word to us. Not only those here that are here, that are hearing, but those that are in the other worlds. Heavenly Father, hearing, O oh God, who shall hear and give them the understanding of what the word is saying. Lord, what is the spirit behind the word? Because the letter killeth, but the spirit Give it life, Heavenly Father. Let them understand, Heavenly Father, not just the Rema, but the Logos behind it. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, as we put all things in your hands, in the name of our Father, in the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated as we go into it. Hopefully we don't get interrupted. I sometimes get interrupted, right? In the middle of it. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, So we are right here. And God blessed them. That's verse 28. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Right? But he's talking not to the natural man. He's talking to the spiritual man. God speaking to what? To his attributes. Is that right? Because God being God knows what's in him. Right? This is where we believe this is God speaking to King Theophanes, speaking to other Theophanes. Is that right? We believe that and also that he's speaking to his own attributes. Because I as a father, if I have more kids within me, I, can, I could not talk to my own children. Though I had, though as I was growing up, growing up in Glenora, growing up in Hillside, going to school and everything else, and I didn't have some of my kids, or not all of my kids. Right? I'll be playing soccer out there, you're 10 years old, you're 15 years old, you're going around the place, you're in high school, you have no kids. Right? So I couldn't talk to them, but God is different from man. Is that right? God knows what's his and what's in him. So God can speak to his attributes. Is that right? He could, it was God speaking his thoughts aloud of what was in him. Right? That's why he could ask Job, where were you when sons of God were leaping for joy? Is that right? God say, let us make men. Right? We were in him. That's why we say, we said in the beginning, was the word and the word was God. What's what we said? We said, let us, let, let, let there be light, let there be this. We're saying, we were there. We are the creators. Because even though we're not yet manifested in the flesh, when our season of flesh had not come to be manifested, is that right? But we were in God's thoughts. We were God's eternal thoughts at that beginning. Here is our father saying, let us, him and his sons, right? Him and his children, let us make men in our own image. So going from the supernatural to the natural. But he's saying here, let's go from the spirit form to the body form, which a theophany is a body. Is that right? But this was a theophanic body they were talking about. Let us make men in our own image. Is that right? Making a man in his own image, in an expression of God's thoughts, expression of God's attributes. Right? That's what that was. Something that was tangible that you could fellowship with. That's what we call a theophany, right? The one that beholds the face of the Father. But within that, 
We all come now. We'll see it later on. We come, but in the flesh, in different seasons. Is that right? In different seasons. When our prophet says, we bypassed that Genesis 1, 26, 27 men. Right? And we come into this flesh. But at some point in your walk, in your journey, if you have that representation of Genesis 1, 26, 27, you shall hear from your theophany. Is that right? And that theophany, you shall hear from it, if you have it. But I believe not everybody has that. Right? Only if you came from God, you go back to God. Right? Only because Jesus came to redeem that was his own. You can't redeem something unless it was yours in the beginning. Right? Only because Jesus, the Bible says, he died for those whose lambs are in the in what whose names are in the lambs book of life. So if your name is not in there, you cannot be redeemed. Is that right? You cannot hear the call of the redeemed. The shout is for them. Is that right? That I've been called back home. It's time to come home. Is that right? Like when mama, you're playing outside, and mama said, it's time for dinner. Is that right? When mama calls, you can, not only do you hear mama calling, you can recognize the voice. Is that right? Is that right? That's the same thing. <laughs> when mama, when papa eagle was calling, like, we recognize that voice. Because I'm an eagle, not a what? Not a chicken. Is that right? The chickens can hear it. But the eagle can hear the voice. Is that right? I understand the call. Is that right? That's my mother calling. But someone else can call it the same thing with Mary. When, when Jesus called, he said, Mary. Is that right? And what did she say? <laughs> my, is it, what did she say? Rabbi. Is that right? Huh? My great master. Is that right? She turned us in my great master, but she recognized the voice. Right? When that voice calls you, you recognize that's where I came from, but you came from there. You were there in Genesis 1, 26, 27. You were there. Right? When you are saying, let us make men, it's not Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's God and His children. Is that right? Let us make men, because God knows what He is, what's in Him. Right? But we, we are veiled in this human flesh. Right? We can't tell. We don't know. So when you are young men like I have the young men here, they don't know. They have kids in there, right? But they can't fellowship with them, right? Right? You probably have a son, a daughter, right? But they can't fellowship with them. But with God, right? They need same thing with God. But then God, the difference is he could fellowship. He knew what was in there. He could speak to them. <laughs> is that right? Do you hear them talk back? No. <laughs> is that right? Do you hear them speak back? They were not manifested. Right? It was Elohim, is that right? The self-existing one with his attributes, right? He wasn't even God, because there was nothing to worship him. Because God is an object of what? Of worship, is that right? Yeah, we're getting that. So we're coming in, Amen. So he comes in here. He tells them to multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over every fish of the sea, every fowl of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Is that right? What does that mean, dominion? You are the king of the air. Is that right? You are the king of waters. Is that right? You are the king of the earth. So you are the lion king. Is that on earth? You are Papa Eagle. Is that right? In the air. Is that right? You are King Shark. Is that right? He had control over every living thing. Is that, what is that? God. Right? Ruling in heaven. You are the ruler on earth. Makes you a king on earth. Is that right? Do you see it? 
That's what God was giving his child. His children. Dominion over all things. What is that when you have... When you, when it's your dominion, it's your kingdom. Is that right? It's your kingdom. You have dominion, dominance, sovereignty, control is what dominion means. Is that right? Over all things. And every beast of the earth, to every fall of the air, and to everything that creeped upon the earth, where in days life I've given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Do you see what God was doing? Giving authority to men. Is that right? Giving power to men. Giving sovereignty to men. I rule the heavens, you rule the earth. Is that right? You get it? Amen. We need to keep moving. Now let's go to Genesis. Right? So here we have a spirit man being given instructions. Is that right? In Genesis 1, 26, 27. Right? God speaking to his attributes. His spirit form. Let us make men in our image. <laughs> Is that right? Eh? What was there? It was a theophonic man. It was a spirit man. Right? That was there. That was coming in, giving him those instructions. But you have to understand God. But that couldn't be done. Could that theophany multiply in that state? Right? It couldn't. Is that right? Not in that state. Not in that way. That wasn't God's plan. God's plan was he reveals in bits and pieces to you. Right? But he knows the end from the beginning. Is that right? He knows what's going to happen. And he was deciding. We may say, okay, this is how it went. Or it went this way. Yes. But it's for, for God's purpose. There is a lesson in it. It may even be painful, but you are learning something through it. I was telling someone, you know, you go through grief. So that you understand what grief is. Is that right? So that you can help somebody else on, 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 when they are going through their own loss. Is that right? In life. But God lets you go through that. So somebody else says, oh, I lost a father. You can say, well, I hey. You, know, you can speak from the heart. But you know what you're talking about. Because you have lost a father too. Right? Say, I've lost a brother. You can speak from the heart. Because you know what that means. Is that right? You can walk in their shoes. You can then teach them those things. The lessons of grief. Is that right? But that's God making a full person. He wants you there. The pains are there. Right? To teach you a lesson. In all these different things. But people don't understand that. They want smooth sailing life. You don't think if you have God, you have nothing. No, no. You have sickness for a lesson. Is that right? For the glory of God. Now when somebody else gets sickness, you can say, well, I went through this for two years. I went through that for four years. I went through this for six months. You know, here's how I got through it. How I got over. Is that right? How? Because every test brings forth a what? A testimony. Is that right? Whatever the test may be. Right? Let's go to Genesis Genesis 2. And verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his life. Now he's forming again. This one is, that man is formed. <laughs> right? There was once a little make man in our image. Is that right? Image of God. What is God? God is a spirit. Is that right? Does God look on the outside? No, so he looks on the inside. The spirit man. Is that right? The spirit, the image of God is the spirit man. Is the spirit of God. Is that right? 
They that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. And the, the, so somebody says, okay, I look like God. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm white, I'm black, I'm this, God is this. You cannot give colors to God. God can come in any different way. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and, make, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put men whom he had formed. You see? He, formed, he planted the garden in what? Eden. And in Eden as we see here, that's why you see the beasts are there. Everything is there. Is that right? And man and woman, right? We're supposed to dominate that. Is that right? Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't even say what my title was, right? My title is going to be The Greatest of the Three Offices of Fatherhood. The Greatest of the Three Offices of Fatherhood. Right? You want to know what is the greatest? Right? It's the young people who say the GOAT. Yeah? Of fatherhood. What is the goat of fatherhood? Is that right? And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, the tree of good of, no, of, uh, of, uh, of evil, right? Okay, we want to skip and then we go down. And the Lord God, verse 15, took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. Right? That's where all those things he said should dominate. Fall of the air. Right? Whatever is in the sea, every living creature on earth, you were to dominate, you have to have control over it. You have to have sovereignty over it. Is that right? You were in charge. You were in control. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Right? We know that. We know that story. But of the tree of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It's not good for man to be alone. I shall make him a helpmeet. Is that right? That's why I see, you know, men love animals. That was the first help me the Lord provided. Is that right? Which proved to be inadequate. Is, is that right? They have helped me, yes. So people, someone, it's got dogs. People love dogs, some love cats. Is that they just love all these pets? They're looking for a help me. Is that right? You see it? That's not the help me. You see, even some women, when they when they go to cut, they say, no, I don't want kids, I want a cat, and I want a dog. No, no. It's okay, a cat and a dog is fine. But that's not the fruit of the womb. Is that right? There's a fruit of the womb. Is that right? That gives that man the title of fatherhood. You see it? You want your husband to be a father. Unless that womb is what is barren, you should give him a child. Is that right? So he goes into the full mode of the man, the offices of a man. He's a son. He's a husband. He's a father. Is that right? Don't deprive him of what? Of fatherhood. And you are depriving yourself of motherhood. Is that right? Which is a precious thing to bring life onto earth. Right? There's nothing more precious than to bring life onto earth.
And out of the ground of the and out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air. You see, like the ones he said should dominate, right? Beasts of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them out to Adam to see. Right? What did we see the first thing? What did he tell them in Genesis 1 26 27? Have dominion. What is dominion? Have control. What is, what is control? Sovereignty over all things on earth. What is that? That's kingship. Is that right? You are the ruler of all things. That makes you a king on earth. He's the king of heavens. You are the king on earth. You understand? God delegating. Is that right? He's saying, oh, I'll take care of heavens. You take care of the earth where I've put you. So you are the king. Right? So Adam was the what? King. Is that right? King of Eden was Adam. There was a great king in Eden. What was his name? Adam. The first king in man fall. Is that right? Was God is our eternal king, King Melchizedek. Is that right? But he, Adam, is man. He was the first man, first king. You see it? Because the kingship was given in Genesis 1, 26-27. Right? And that vision of God being made manifest, the word of God has already spoken, it shall accomplish that which is what? Purpose to accomplish. Is that right? And that word of God goes out. Now in Genesis 1, 26-27 is manifested in Genesis 2-7. Is that right? When Adam comes in, and, and uh, let's look here. And, and of the ground, and Adam get, he says, and, and out of the ground God formed every beast of the field. Now those beasts are there. Is that right? Right? But before the beasts were manifested, he was out there saying, What? Have control over every living creature on earth. Have control of everything on, on land, on, in sea, in the air. Is that right? You are the king. Then we see what God now, the manifestation of that man, Theophany, Genesis 1 27 28. Here, now the man in flesh, this one is formed from the dust of the ground. Is that right? And that man, that Theophany man does not die. Is that right? Genesis 1 27 28, 1 27, eternal man. Right? This one here can die. Right? Lives by certain rules. Thou shalt not eat this fruit, but there's this fruit you can eat. Right? If you eat this one, you shall die. The day you eat thereof, you shall die. And now, is that right? What is a day to God? It's a thousand years to man. Right? And no man made it to a thousand. You see it? They lived hundreds of years. People like Adam. Like Methuselah was the oldest man, I think it was 9965. Is that right? You know, you know all the others, somewhere 365, somewhere, you know, all those years. But nobody lived to a thousand. So nobody had a day with God. Right? And out of the ground, the Lord. God formed every beast of the field and every fall of the air and brought them down to earth to see what he'd call them. You see that? Right? So he brings them out. So we have done the kingship. We have done the dom- dominance. We have done the dominion. Right? He's a king. That's given in 26, 27. Now he's on earth. That, that place he was telling him to dominate is now here. Right? He forms the man. He dresses the garden. He puts him in the garden. Is that right? And then now he steps into another what? Office. Right? 
What does Adam what does Adam do? He says in Adam, what do you do? And then he says they follow him and brought them to Adam. So that Adam, not God. God did not name an eagle eagle. <laughs> he did not even call it a bird. Is that right? It was Adam, right? But he was in sync. He was in fellowship with that 126-27 man. Is that right? With this theophany. Is that right? He was in sync with it. Now he's seizing to be manifested in the flesh. Okay, so we see it here. And it says, And Adam would call them. And whatsoever Adam called them, every living creature, that was the name thereof. What is that? Prophecy. Right? He's the one who called the serpent the serpent. Was it the one the two-fork tongue? Is that right? You understand? You'd look at it. Prophesy on its characteristic. You're an eagle. Right? You're a dove. Is that right? You see, both names prophesy on your life. So Adam was stepping into from not only being a king, right? But he was a prophet. Do you see it? And this is the story of Jesus. <laughs> when you look at the Bible and you don't see Jesus, go read it again, <laughs> right? From Genesis to Revelation, you should see Jesus Christ all the way through, right? The author and finisher of our faith, the Lord God Himself. <laughs> Do you see it? That was Him telling His story. Right? The serpent. Do you see it? We have a serpent out there, a talking serpent. We've never seen one. <laughs> right? And he says, Adam, to see what do what you call them? And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. He was prophesying. That's an eagle. That's a dove. That's a lion. That's a, that's a leopard. Right? A leopard does not change its spots. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a hyena. That's an owl. The first person to define what that this is a bird, what that bird will be called, it was Adam. It wasn't God doing it. You see the dominion. He says, everything under the sun is yours. Why was he calling those things and saying that? Because he was a king, right? And why was he prophesying, saying, this is, your, this is your name, this is what you are? He's a prophet. He was a prophet, Adam. You see? You see those offices of fatherhood, right? The father is, makes judgment in the home, right? He's the father. Right, he decides this is right, this is wrong. Is that right? He makes the rules in the house. He has rulership, right? He says, no, we can't do this. We come home at this time. You can't go out there. You can't do this. That's what a father does. Is that right? He's accountable for his children. Right? That's why God put us here. Because he wants us to train you the way you should go, right? So that once you're grown, he takes over. Is that right? He says, pull over, son. I'm, t- I'm driving the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drive the, the, the longest part. Is that right? Once you're grown, you know, the, 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 the largest distance, God wants to take over. But you are in training. 
on how to submit to a father. Right? If you can't submit to a father, you see. You'll never submit to a father you don't see. <laughs> right? It's, that's just not, that never happens. That's, that's the doctrine of God. So he's training you how to submit, how to be a son of God, how to be a daughter of God. When you have a father in the, in the home giving you saying, so you can't do this, you can't do that. Don't drink and smoke. Don't do stuff like that. But God comes and says, don't drink and smoke. He came to a prophet and told him that. Mm-hmm. I have work for you to do when you're grown. <laughs> Is that right? You see, yet his own father was trying to teach him to drink, right? <laughs> There's a, a greater fatherhood than us. You see, the coat of all time, the greatest father of all time is the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? He's our example. You see, he is the one, not man. <laughs> We are what? A boatload of failures put together. But what are you seeing here with Adam? The offices of fatherhood. Prophet. Kingship. Prophesying. Right? Which we are prophets as fathers. You are the pastor of your home. I say this all the time. You teach like we are teaching this morning. In my prophetic ministry, you wear many hats. Then some fathers will tilt one way, just be kings. I'm the head. Right? It's my way or the highway. <laughs> is that right? You know, everything has a balance. Is that right? Everything has a balance. Everything should be done in moderation. The kingship, you see what the kingship is real, what real kingship is. <laughs> right? But one who ever do want to be one. Don't you want to be a king? When kids say, when I grow up, I, I want to be a father. What do you think they're saying? I want to make call. I want to be able to say, I can eat that. You know, I can have cookies for two. <laughs> but the thing is, when they become a father, then they can eat all the cookies they want. Right? They can have all the fries they want. They can have all the ice cream they want. With no one saying anything. And some people have all the ice cream they want here. Some have ice cream, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and then, deep into the night, beyond 12 midnight, they're eating cookies and ice cream. <laughs> Hey, is that right? Cookies and cream. <laughs> Ice cream. Do you see it? That's how it goes. But let's see. The greatest. Huh? Which one do you think is greater? Prophecy. Right? Or kingship. You see? How God works. Don't you love God? Amen. See, so he gave him a helpmate. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the father there and to every beast of the But for Adam, there was, found, there was not found a helpmate for him. <laughs> he started giving him the animals. Where you get the sense that your dog is your, your, your mate? <laughs> eh? Eh? You see people sleeping with a dog, right? Or something like that. And there was a talking serpent there. That wasn't even a helpmate, right? That wasn't. Not for Adam. But it was helpmate for Adam. Is that right? That's what he said. And he gave him what? Animals. I'll make him a helpmate for him. That is uh, Genesis 2.18. Genesis 2.20. Says there was not a helpmate found for him. 
They were not, is that right? He was still incomplete. <laughs> right? Because the critical part, he was not a father yet. Is that right? He couldn't be a father. He couldn't mate with animals. Is that right? To produce a seed after his own kind. Like God has said in Genesis 1. Every seed shall produce after his its own kind. So how was Adam to produce after his own kind? Hey, man. Right? God needed a bedding ground to form Adam. To produce an image like him. Right? What was God's bedding ground? The earth. That's why we call it Mother Earth. Don't we say that? Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it says God brooding the earth, making love to the earth to produce his son, Adam. God formed his son. Right? Mother Earth. It's so clear, right? So plain. And Adam gave names to all the And then it says here, at verse 21, they were not sufficient. He was incomplete. I preached a message, an incomplete. Is that an in, I preached a message called an incomplete God. Is that right? <laughs> but showing that the story of Adam is the story of our God. Is that right? But the whole Bible is talking about Jesus and his bride. It's him. And I came and I said, I said, a lonely God. Is that right? But when he's Elohim, he's not with someone. Is that right? He's self-existing. He has no fellowship. The key for God was not to be God, to be worshipped. It was fellowship. You miss it. When you think it's the dominion that he wants. Is that right? No, sir. It's fellowship. Fellowship with God. Oh, oh. Hallelujah. Right? That's what it is. Fellowship. Was it day? God would come in the cool of the day. Right? To fellowship with his son. You see? What did he want? Fellowship with his son. Fellowship with his manifested attributes. That's what it was. See it as it is, guys. That's what it was. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made ye a woman, and he brought her unto the man. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Adam had to die to produce that woman. Deep sleep. Is that right? Deep sleep. So he could have this, this. With the beast, there was no deep sleep. Is that right? It was not joined to Adam. It was not a part of Adam. But here, this is from the side of Adam. It's Adam's byproduct. Adam, the original. She, the byproduct of him. Is that right? So that Adam can have a true helpmate. 
Help him what? Produce an offspring. <laughs> Is that right? Like him! <laughs> Woo. Genesis. This is a masterpiece. Genesis is a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. How can you preach without Genesis? <laughs> you can't. I can't. <laughs> Genesis. My go to chapter. And they brought it to you just like you brought the beasts, right? Prophesy Adam. <laughs> he didn't tell him what it was. He is in sync with his theophany. Is that right? He, is, he heard from his theophany. He had fellowship with his theophany with God. And that theophany beholds the face of the Father. He tells him what it is. Right? You see it? Time and eternity was, blend, was already blending. There was no time yet. Right? There was no scene yet. You see it? It was all in perfect harmony with his maker. Is that right? He could speak to God face to face. Lip to ear. Right? God just said, Adam, where are you? Is that right? Woo! <laughs> we love it. And Adam says, This is now. How do you know? He was in deep sleep. How did he know? Because he was a prophet. How did he know he was in deep sleep? He was dead. When she was brought out of him, deep sleep. They talk about deep sleep. They have a word for it. I don't know what they call it. What's that? Coma. Not coma. No, no, there's a word. That, you know, when, you're going to, that you should, when you sleep, you should actually sleep. When you have a deep sleep, that's the restful sleep. The what? Ram? Ram stage. Is that what you call it? Yeah, that stage. <laughs> that's probably the stage he was, if not beyond. <laughs> but this man, had, this was an operation. <laughs> this was an operation. So now they give you drugs, right? They need any. <laughs> we didn't know God was, was what? He was a doctor like that. Prescribes you a drug so you go to deep sleep. Is that it? Right? Which we have a name for those doctors, right? Anesthesiology. Is that right? That's what they do, right? Go to school for many years, but they, God, the great surgeon, right? He performed a surgery. Physician, now he's here. That's sympathizing Jesus. She's a son, lonely, incomplete. He says, from there, I made you complete, son. You just have not recognized the hidden mystery within you. Is that right? Huh? Eve was the mystery. Is that right? Of Adam. Is that right? Huh? Do you understand? Revealed. Just like Jesus was the mystery of God revealed. Hidden mystery. God was hiding the diamond right in you. But Adam didn't know <laughs> what was in him. Is that right? That's why God knew when he said, let us make men. He knew what was in him. Adam did not even know what was in him. Like we don't know your own seed that's in you that has not been manifested. Right? Veiled by what? Flesh. Woo! Is that right? 
God's veiled by human flesh. We are creators veiled by human flesh. Spiritual amnesia. We don't remember where we came from. Veiled by human flesh. Right? Huh? God hidden behind bunch of skins. This skin. <laughs> Woo! I'm enjoying myself. I'm sorry if others don't. <laughs> Just when you know who you are. You have that mama, that's me moment. Is that right? When you look into the mirror of the word and say, that is me. You have to recognize that Adam is you. <laughs> you have to see yourself in Genesis 1, 26, 27, right? If God granted you mercy, he would tell you, you are there, right? Say, you are there! <laughs> and then I finally got the meaning of Genesis 1, 26, 27. When he told me himself, I was there. <laughs> now, how do you take me away from the kingdom of God? When I have confirmation. When a man can run down the stairs screaming to his wife, he said I was there. <laughs> I heard that still voice, small voice say, I was there. Trying to understand it. How do I want to understand it? Because others who teach, that's his father, son, and the Holy Spirit. Is that right? And he showed me, no, that's not you. <laughs> that's not it. It's you. <laughs> Nobody else but you. Woo! I was there. He's no respecter of persons, my friend. If you are sincere and you seek, uh, diligently seek him, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. It doesn't matter where you came from or who you are, what your skin color is or anything like that. God speaks to you. <laughs> amen and amen. We love him. I definitely do. And it says here, and he brought it to Adam, right? He said, this is now bones of my, bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called what? Woman, because she was taken out of man. And therefore shall a man leave his what? Father and mother. And shall cleave unto his wife. Because you are starting your own kingdom, right? Your own family. Is that right? Right? You, you see it? But you see some men hold on, right? You know? Uh, hold on to that. Yeah, here bring your husband and wife to produce your seed. Your brother can't produce your seed. Your father can't do it. Your mother can't do it. Right? But it's that wife which is a part of you. Right? You understand? Your flesh was separated, but your spirit is the same. <laughs> you understand? It's a restoration of what was in God's mind. Is that right? Separated by flesh, restored spiritually. Is that right? Then you back again. Your flesh becomes one. Is that right? And then you produce a seed. Did I confuse you? <laughs> Amen. May God reveal it to us. But man without revelation, you stand with his family against his wife. You see, that's not a real man. A real man protects his wife. The Bible says love covered with a multitude of sins. Right? She may have sinned, 
but you cover it with your love. You understand? Oh, it's a paradox. But God has to reveal to you it's fatherhood. That's why a woman comes in veiled. Is that right? She now comes in from under her leadership of her father when she's married to come and submit to you the new head of their family. A woman without a husband is under the headship of her father. Right? Once she's married, she's now under the headship of her husband. Right? So he's a father too to her. So just the kids. He's the head of the family. Do you see it? Ooh. But men without the Holy Ghost, brute beasts, is that right? They only know how to be kings. (laughs) Eh? They only know how to be a king, a judge, a ruler, Eh? passing judgments. Eh? The Bible said you should submit to me. (laughs) Uh, Clouds without what? I've caught my brother Jude. <laughs> and when I see him, I'll call him, you're a legend. <laughs> you only had one chapter, but that chapter is legendary, my brother. <laughs> you're a legend, my brother. I want to see brother Jude when I get up there. Say, show me where brother Jude is. <laughs> Ooh, a passionate man, right? Yeah, I, I bet he was born around my time. I can tell you, but that passion he has, you know, that passion. Woo! I recognize the passion. You know. I think so. All right. Okay, I'm almost done. I have 15 minutes right here. And we should be done in those 15 minutes, God willing. You see, and there shall a man cleave. A man cleave, leave his father and mother. You see? And shout, here's a C. One letter. <laughs> Leave, here's a C. Cleave. <laughs> and separate. And the woman already does it. She's coming to you. She's taking your name. She's bearing your children. Is that right? But God had to tell you, right? Leave. Adam was a great student of the word. He understood (laughs) what the Lord was saying. You understand? He was teaching him how important this is. This that all these other people were insufficient. All these other creatures were insufficient. But the woman was your helpmate. And we see later on how she was. Right? Because man was not being formed again from the dust. We could say God wanted them to speak them into existence, but it would have been still maybe speaking into the womb. Is that right? Let her have a son. The pregnant son will come. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Right? But they were spiritually veiled. Is that right? They were one with God. They were in fellowship with God. They were in touch with their theophanies. Is that right? They were covered. That's why they were not ashamed. Let's move it so I can close. So it goes to 
let's go to Genesis 3. So we've established Adam was a king. Is that right? Fatherhood involves kingship. Is that right? We have established fatherhood involves what? Prophecy. Is that right? Do you understand it? Alright, go to the other one. Now the serpent was, was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, had God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Oh, God does not die. If God made a man in his image, he does not die. But that man of Genesis 2-7 and the woman of 2-21, right? Those were not in his image. Right? The image is spirit. Is the Genesis 1-26-27 man. The theophany with King Theophany Jesus. Right? That's the one. But God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. It's the spirit of God. You get but this flesh man will and can die. Right? And the woman said, the we may eat of the fruit of the, of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall he charge it, lest he die. And seven said to the woman, you shall not surely die. Right, he lied, we know that. For God doth know, in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and shall be as God's knowing good and evil. That was true. Uh, you know, um, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one while she took the fruit thereof, and did it. And also, and gave also unto your husband, and he did it. And Adam knew. Right? Once he found his woman compromised. Once he found his wife in sin. Right? Adam willingly. Paul says the woman was deceived. But Adam was not. You understand? Adam was not deceived. He went willingly. You understand? Knowing. You think Adam didn't know they were going to die? He knew they were going to die. You understand? He knew he was losing everything, including his own life, to recover the sins of his wife. When Adam ate of that with his wife, he was covering for his sins. Right? He went in and did that, going against God's word, choosing to die. Right? That okay, this life I have here on this earth will not continue. I'm not going to live forever. They entered from eternity to time at that point. No man would live to be a thousand years. Oldest man was probably 965, Methuselah. Right? But Adam knew. If Adam had not done this, his wife was the one who was going to die without him. Right? But she was a part of him. So Adam made a sacrifice. You understand? To die. The innocent dying for the guilty. To die for his wife. He was innocent until she chose to do this. Is that right? And he could have walked away. 
separate from his wife and should have, been take, should have died. This is the man who prophesied. He could have said, Boz, you have done this, you are dead. <laughs> is that right? He had the power to do that. But he sacrificed himself. And he says the eyes were both, were both opened and they knew they were naked. They didn't know they were naked there. What did he, what did he do? The spiritual veil was taken off. <laughs> is that right? He was, he, was, he was losing everything now. He lost his innocence and became guilty. Right? The innocent dying for the guilty. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Right? And then they had the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of day like he used to. To fellowship with them. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And there, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? He said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Right? And we know what happened here. And God goes on, you know, to punish, to punish them. And he says to Adam, look at it, verse 17. And Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. You see? Because thou hast loved thy wife. Thou hast given up your life. Is that right? And thou hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground that for thy sake. Right? Tomorrow is Monday. If you don't want to go to work tomorrow, just remember this. <laughs> yeah, back to work. You earn a living for everything you have to. It's because of this, right? Because Adam loved his wife more than himself. Because Adam made a sacrifice, the innocent dying for the guilty. Adam took his wife to cover for her sins. Because he had the power. For that life, to, for, her, for his wife to be, to be killed for the sin that she had done together with the serpent. But what did he do? He chose to die for instead, right? Fisher mm-hmm. commands, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. All the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. Every pain. Everything we struggle with. Right? Every broken knee, kneecap, every broken ankle, every hospital here, every war is because of that sin right here. Because Adam chose his wife over God. Right? And it's showing Jesus Christ in Adam in that act. (laughs) It's a paradox, isn't it? Because Jesus did the same. Is that right? When he found his fallen bride, is that right? He did the same thing. Right? John 3.16 is what was manifested there. That's John 3.16. When Jesus laid down his life, is that right? So that the guilty may live, the innocent, dying for the guilty. He became sin. So that I might become free by faith. Is that right? So I may be set free by faith. Jesus did the same for me. It's what Adam did. That's why Adam is the first Adam and they call Jesus the second Adam. Why? Second Adam to restore all things. 
because Adam lost a number of things. Right? Okay, let's see as we close. In the, in the, in the, in the sweat of thy face, thou shalt eat, thou eat bread, till, till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust shalt thou return. Right? And right there Adam said, and Adam called his wife Eve, but she was the mother of all living. Huh? And then they were, you see, then they were cast out. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now let us put forth his hand. God talking to those theophanies, those attributes, right? He said, Good, and let's put, put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Is that right? Put forth his hand. And now let, let he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Right? Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he was taken out of the presence of God. You know what? Out of that presence. So he lost, Adam lost three things. Is that right? Three main things that he lost. Is that right? He could no longer prophesy after that. The man didn't even know that Cain killed his son. Is that right? <laughs> or that Cain would kill his son. Right? He didn't know. He's, Cain out there killed, go, on, go on and kill his son. He prophesied right here. He was still in Eden. Right? With God there, he prophesied Eve, mother of all living. Is that right? You're the mother of all living. But out of that, he no longer had that fellowship with God. And after that, he no longer had the dominion. Now if you see a snake or a lion, are you petting it in the back? Yeah. It's because of that. Because he made a sacrifice. He was a sacrificial lamb. You understand? For his wife. Do you get it? And then God killed a lamb, right? Sacrificial lamb for him and his wife now. But for his wife, Adam was the sacrificial lamb. That lamb God killed was for Adam. Is that right? But Adam made the wrong token, what? Others will be double jeopardy if, if you, you get it. But then, if Adam had not taken the fall for Eve by choosing the cover for him. Because God could not touch him without the humming on him. Is that right? So what was Adam? He was a high priest. Is that right? Adam was a high priest. That's what he was. He lost three things. Fellowship with God. He's what? Is the prophecy, right? He lost the kingship, no longer have dominion over all creatures. He go mess around with the shaggy little issue. Is that right? Go mess around with the lion. The lion is the king of the jungle. Go in there. If you think you're a king. <laughs> yeah? It will remind you who the king is. Is that right? <laughs> go over everything on the sea. Is that right? And play around with the shark. It will tell you who the king is. Never mind the shark. Mess with the whale. <laughs> yeah? He lost his priesthood. He was a priest. Is that right? He lost his life. But in losing his life, there was his... He was being a priest. Is that right? That's one thing he retained. But he lost his life. But in losing his life, he was being a priest. So what does that make the greatest of all three? Priesthood. Because you lose life to gain life. 
when a priest would go and submit and make a sacrifice in that holy of holies, if he doesn't come back, he was the sin. Is that right? You delay sins and judge.